And they kind of looked at me and they said the answer was, was alcohol. Tom Caulfield, James Whistle. This is the story of The Tempest 2. So ladies and gentlemen, The Tempest 2. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Tempest 2 podcast. Um, we're a little delayed, aren't we? We've had a brief a brief interlude, mainly due to technical issues. Yeah, without going too much into it and boring everyone, we've had some serious technical difficulties. We've had the luxury of recording the podcast in our own homes and using this software to, uh, to record it, and it's let us down. It's let us down in a big way. So we'd actually recorded this, haven't we? It was mm. ready to go. It was pretty. It was the best episode we'd ever done. Yeah, this is take two, uh, and we couldn't release it because of this software just absolutely messed it up. Pulled the pants down, didn't it? So version two, V two. Got to remember all the hilarious jokes we made and <laughs> yeah. try and re-deliver them in the best way. Yeah, that'll be good. But yeah, we've had a couple of weeks off now. So sorry to the two of you that messaged. Yeah, everyone waiting for this anxiously. It's now back. Back in your ear holes. Yeah, and you know the the subject of today's episode is around people, and the people we've met, the people we've come across through adventure, through travel, their stories, our interactions with them. Um, but before we kick on with that, you know we've had a couple of weeks off. A lot has happened. A lot has been happening. So, how you been? Yeah, all right. Good couple of weeks. My week, my couple of weeks has been. Very low key in mm. uh, in comparison to yours. Um, so I'm actually going to flip the question straight on you and, and talk to us. So um, your new nickname is Captain Holiday. Captain Holiday. <laughs> um, Tom is jet setted over the last couple of weeks, um, but some big big updates. So shoot. So yeah, I um I was lucky enough. We obviously went to Sweden again. Um, yeah. Went to Sweden to do some work, then came back from Sweden, then I went to the Alps for a weekend of skiing which was delayed from christmas to 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 march so i went over to uh, Mijev, which was epic really good uh weekend away then came back um pretended to do some work for about 48 hours <laughs> then flew to marbella uh last weekend with manny to go and see some of her family um and yeah i mean within that time span i somehow on the piss of uh seemingly broken a rib uh i um he's not mentioned it no I'm not, no, mentioned I'm not it at all. It at all. it's <laughs> fucked um broken a rib uh then also um got really ill on the last day of skiing uh, a few of us got quite ill presumed that was covid wasn't was just the worst cold <laughs> i've ever had in my life um so moaned about that for a bit along with the rib um then flew to marbella still feeling like shit um, and then got engaged in Marbe- Marbella. Amazing, amazing. Ooh, round of applause. I'll insert some yeah, proper insert applause. Some big, big, uh, big effects In there. post-production, but congratulations. Yeah, thanks. Amazing. Yeah. I think I just we've got to get this because uh, it's absolutely creased me when you told me. Um, so part of the plan of, of you kind of going down there is obviously Manny's grandparents live down there. Yeah. Um, two legends in their own right. I'm uh, yet to meet them, but... I've heard very good things, um, and yeah, I just want to hear a little bit about their reaction to um, to the proposal. Obviously, you've been with Manny for a long time now. So. Yeah, I haven't rushed into it. Um, <laughs> no. 
I was the same. I think it's the right thing to do. The, the pressure was becoming <laughs> palpable. <laughs> you know, diamonds are created through pressure and carbon, and I was turning into a diamond. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, but essentially, so backstory is, when I went to New New York in December Noik. last, New York, went to New York, I was going to do it there because it's Manny's favourite city, and that was always the plan. Obviously... I think we've chatted about this on the podcast previously. I flew to New York. There was a COVID scare, flew back within eight hours. So the whole plan was absolutely scarpered. So I've basically been there with um, with this diamond in my office at home, just like, what the, f- what the fuck am I going to do now? Um, and then we're like, right, we're going to go to Marbella to see Manny's grandparents. She's really close to the grandparents. Uh, he obviously live in Spain. So I'll do it there. Perfect. And in my head, you know, I was about to unleash this magical moment upon the family. <laughs> You know, I'm going to propose out there. She's going to cry. They're going to fucking cry. I'm going to be the golden child, hero forever. It will always be talked about, this amazing moment. Uh, didn't didn't really go down like that. So um, <laughs> the first day we got there, I was like, I'm just going to get it done with it. So we were like, let's go for a walk um, along the along the coast. They live like right next to the beach. So we go for a nice walk pissing it down like the worst <laughs> the worst weather i've ever seen in marbella it's like torrential and i was like fuck do i don't i doing it in the rain is there a man no it's not romantic it's shit <laughs> it's a so, nightmare yeah bailed on that and then she's like oh we'll go we'll do the walk in the morning i was like perfect solid woke up got ready and i did the design of engagement rings is something that baffles me about them why the fuck are the boxes the size of a shoebox. <laughs> so you're putting it in your pocket, and it's just like, well, that's obvious. So yeah. I had to like put it like in this weird little interior pocket in my jacket. Went for the walk, and she's like, "Oh, let's just wait here for a minute, um, but you know, until they come down." And I was like, "What do you mean?" She's like, "Oh, my grandparents are going to come on the walk as well." It's like, well, how am I minute? So then I was like walking around trying to keep it out of sight. Anyway, they eventually got tired because they're old. Perfect. We, we outran them. <laughs> endurance, you really put the pace yeah, Endurance was the Smart. key. And then we were like, right, oh, there's this little rocky outcrop. It's almost like this big concrete like jetties out into the sea in Marbella. So I'll just walk down one of those and I'll do it there. Perfect. Walk down one of them. There's about 15 fat, pale English bastards there, like sunbathing. Legends. Then I was like, we walk across these rocks and it's pretty sketchy. It's like big massive rocks out into the sea so i was like let's climb along there she was like what um like okay tried to climb it's basically like a v6 boulder problem it's like right we need to turn around this is mental anyway fast forward an hour found another jetty out into the sea next to this nice hotel went out there went to take a selfie and i was gonna hold it in the background of the selfie like it yeah so i'm there like trying to get the camera right she's like what the fuck are you doing just just wait couldn't get out of my pocket she's like what are you doing I was like, oh, fuck, do you know what? Here you go. Like, <laughs> got it out. And obviously, she's like, oh, my God. Nah, 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 nah. And um, that was it. But it was a good reaction. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. she was crying. It was great. Um, then I was she was like, crying from the wind. Yeah, but maybe it was like a fucking 100 mile an hour wind just getting sprayed by water. <laughs> then it was like, right, let's go tell your grandparents. I was like, here we go. This is, this is the moment I've been waiting for. This is going to be an eruption. Anyway, they were sat on a bench, still knackered from the walk I'd taken them on. <laughs> Fuming with you. <laughs> and uh, she went up to her grandma, and I don't know what she said, because she spoke Spanish. Um, but she basically put her hand out, being like, look at my hand. And she's like, yeah, what? Like, what's wrong? What's happened? And she's like, we've got engaged. And um, they were literally like, oh, decent. <laughs> like, nice. Didn't stand up. Didn't, like, nothing. I was like, what the uh... f- Honestly, they just didn't get it. That's brilliant. Though. Didn't get it 
at all. Like it's a generational thing. It's also it's just not a big thing in Spain. It's not doesn't have the same weight as it does over here. Love it. So honestly, it was the biggest, the biggest kind of uh, letdown I've ever seen. Well, at least, you know, at least it was a good excuse for you to wait that long yes. to get to Marbella mm. to then eventually do it. I know. Um, but I think over the next few hours when we were calling people... Yeah, and exactly. Stuff, you, they, you got more of the yeah, reaction they kind of like, oh, actually, they, they seem to really give a shit about this. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, we're so happy. It's like, it's too late. Yeah, it's too you late. You actually missed yeah. your chance. You've really... you, you had the exclusive. Yeah. You're a, you're a hanger-onger now. You, you're just following <laughs> the crowd. Um, so, yeah, a bit of a fail from my side in, in that sense that, you know, maybe I had this delusion of romanticism but uh an overall big win but yeah good to get it done yeah big congratulations mm, that thanks. is uh yeah that is and you know to bring it back to the adventure mindset mm. you, you've displayed that in abundance oh thank you getting shut down in new york having you know maybe the most expensive coffee on your eight hour trip to yep. uh, to new york and back yeah trying failing i'm surprised that you know you didn't didn't fumble it when it was in your sock drawer mm-hmm. um for the months and then finally finally getting it done so Congratulations. Yeah. The years of training. Um, resilience. Resilience. Creativity. Problem solving. Thank you. It's all there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's pretty epic. That is, you know, far superior to... <coughs> Sorry, that's just some of... Uh, Sorry, I'm still very ill. Some of the Alp cough just yeah. still kicking about. <laughs> that's the, um, the rosé. So, yeah, my, my last couple of weeks, just, you know, not the same. <laughs> very, very cut and paste. You're talking about slaving away behind a desk, life in the gym, you know, just really you're, trying to put you're some on size a, off. You're on a bit. So, <laughs> this is brilliant. So, how, long, how far away? God, I sound like fucking old bastard. How long's your wedding? How long's oh, your God, wedding away? Let's talk about weddings. <laughs> yeah, um, sorry. You thought you tuned in for yeah. a fun adventure podcast. You're, you're a few months out now, so not, yeah. not long till I think I'm we about, head down to another holiday. <laughs> I think I'm about 81 days, 9 hours and oh, 60 minutes. But you're, you're on a... Uh, you're on a bulking mission I'm on a bit, well, it's you're not, looking it's, to be it's not five foot wide for your wedding it, it, day. it's not a bulking mission but it's turning out that way uh got a friend of mine who is in fantastic nick um so just went to him for a bit of a i'm basically one of those people if i don't have something to aim for you know whether it is rowing the atlantic or Ooh. or climbing or whatever it is i just float about yeah float around with bickies in your mouth exactly my <laughs> diet doesn't change and when i say my diet i mean I was, you know, nicknamed the Bicky Monster for a reason. And you're talking, I'd just be sat there watching CSI. And before I know it, the whole sleeve of Rich Tees is gone. Did you watch CSI? No, but I couldn't oh. think of anything else. <laughs> a, a, you know, an episode of something and the Bickies would go. And it would be, it's just not play on really. Mm. So I just went to the best looking man I know <laughs> and asked him how. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how do I do it? <laughs> but no, he, he, he runs like a, a coaching, uh, like personal training company so he was like just gave me this gave me this advice a bit of nutrition plan so i just stuck to it uh, actually quite strict um and got in the gym actually not not no significant changes um but do feel a lot better um so yeah we'll see the the journey continues we, we've been saying every year for probably six years now yeah like, this is the year I'm the year of a, the rig a worldy rig yeah and um it just hasn't happened no they say that you know you can't out train. We don't have a bad diet. We just no, love we, don't. we love food too much. Yeah, lots of it. Yeah, and yeah. I, and I think um, my goal is six pack and stuff. 
isn't obtainable unless you're a fucking loser or a genetic freak. Yeah, exactly. One of the two. Yeah. You know, you can't you can't have pints. You can't just eat yeah, carbonara. Body fat, yeah, isn't it? It's, yeah. That's literally you have to you have to work for that. So mm. if you do that, fair enough. But I prefer happiness. <laughs> but I think the you know I was oh, I sound like such an arsehole. I'm going to the, I'm going to the Caribbean in two weeks. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Holiday's back. So, uh, yeah, I actually don't I don't do any work. Um, <laughs> so and I was like, right, I'll, you know, I haven't done any real proper exercise for a couple of years due to COVID because it's really got me down. <laughs> um, and I was like, you know, I just, just want to get flat and firm again. You know, when we were climbing, we were in good nick. Yeah, you know, we were strong. And yeah. I just lost all of that. And uh, you know, I was like, you you started doing it. I was like, I better start doing it so he doesn't look like a fucking rig next to me. <laughs> uh, and I was doing all right, you know, three or four sessions a week, uh, two or three. I, lied, I just lied to everyone. <laughs> I've there. doubled it. Two there. or three, Sorry. a couple of pelotons a week. Yeah, uh, nice. And now that I've I hit the rib, then got ill, then went to the Alps, which is just Sesh. wine, cheese, yeah. potato. <laughs> yeah. Then like still felt really shit after that, so didn't train. Then went to Spain, where it's just beige tapas. Yeah. And wine. And wine. No vegetables at all. Like it. So I've had like a month pretty much of not only not exercising, but like just consuming. And I look like a fucking pale lava lamp. <laughs> the rig is just, it's unsavable for oh, the Caribbean. That's fantastic. Do you just embrace it? Do you just be a fucking weird little podgy bastard on the boat? No, I think you got a, I think you can pull it back. I'm not I, sure I can. I feel like you can change quite quickly. Yeah, I can, but my rib is truly fucked. <laughs> I tried to do 10 press ups this morning, uh, yesterday morning, and it felt okay. And now I'm like in agony. Yeah. You've definitely cracked it or something, yeah, hundred percent. Don't remember it. It's on the perch. Oh, like it. what a legend! Honestly, I sound like such a legend. Honestly, um, so yeah, you know that that's where we're at. I'm basically I'm four weeks in to this stricter or white, like very strict for me. I think depending on who you are, um, and I'm just gonna give it, just gonna give it a crack. And if it doesn't work, mm. <laughs> then I'll I'll pack it all in. So and I'll commit to being a fat bastard. Are you doing food prep and everything? Uh, well, I'm, <laughs> I'll say being strict. No. Um, but that's because, you know, we work from home a lot, so I don't really need to do it a lot of the time. What, what did you eat yesterday? Well, we went to a mental event yesterday, didn't oh, we? Oh, yeah. What, did so, <laughs> what a question. What a layup. Like, we'll come on to that in a yeah, minute. Yeah, we'll, we'll come on to that. But usually it's like four naws, five meals a day. Okay, like a, fuck. Like a handful of carbs, a handful of protein and two handfuls of veg every meal and it's like two handfuls of veg yeah. you got your bollocks in your hand yeah. <laughs> I've got half a handful of meat and then two <laughs> a saucy salt yeah there's the protein that chipolata let's be honest um, and yeah it's you know it, it's been it's been alright to be fair it was it was a massive shock initially because you know <laughs> subconsciously I was piling in sugar mm. so that's what stopped like straight away was just like the shit food and I feel good for it but um look the same at the moment and the gym has just been full north <laughs> full weights just back on the bench press really back with the lads Mark. okay back squatting you know overhead squats well, you said you hurt deadlifts your back the other day by snatching too heavy yeah. it's like what are you doing yeah, I, got, <laughs> I know it's but, like, what <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, that put me out for like three yeah, days don't do that it's dangerous but yeah it's uh so we'll see uh, i'll update you but so far i'm like you know, you get so much like confirmation bias as well, don't you? You like mm. you do an arm session, you're like arms are looking massive. Yeah. It's like no, they look exactly yeah. the same. And, and the lighting in those gyms, they yeah. it's on purpose. You get home, and you get in, you go exactly. into the bathroom, and you're like, 
oh my god, I'm a mess. Yeah, exactly. It's like exactly. I'm blue. And <laughs> I actually look worse. Yeah, I look fucking gross. Yeah, exactly. So I've got all the all the subs, all the lights all, off. All the subs are out. We've got we're back back on the protein train. Oh, wow. We've got Hux, this super green supplement. I don't. I, honestly, it's like. Yeah, it's mental. And the, uh, at Port L, is just like, what is going well, on? You're, you're the chef in the in the yeah, house, aren't I'm you? Chef, so chef to party. She's also bulking. <laughs> yeah, she's bulking too. You should see the traps on it. It's insane. Uh, so, yeah. I think the, the one thing that I think derails fitness for me is it's not drinking in terms of like, you know, a couple of glasses of wine in the week or a beer in the week, whatever. It's those once in a blue moon big days on yeah, on, yeah. on the beers yeah. that turn into like a 4am yeah and then for me anyway that that writes me off for a, probably a week definitely like i eat shit i don't train i don't do anything yeah i just feel miserable for a good solid week and that is a long enough period to lose oh yeah an enormous amount of progress yeah and even like the habits that you've built they just go yeah they go they? you it's don't like... sleep very well <laughs> like you wake up you're just like i'm not getting out of bed i'm not going to the gym but it's bloody good crack isn't it uh, that's it's the balancing act isn't it yeah it's hard work i don't i really don't see i don't get how some people can do both they can like go out until three in the morning i know and yeah. be in the gym the next well, day it's, what is it it's um is it one in ten or i think it's one in ten scientifically don't get hangovers that's mental. They're like immune to I know I know I think two people who are like that. You know those people you're annoying mates who it's like you know, you're out till three and you f- wake up and you're just like, I can't deal with anything. I would I was and just then they're back on. I would if that was me, I would definitely put that on my C V if I was going for a job. <laughs> a hunt imagine it's a, hell that of a, is. it's a hell of a soft skill, isn't it? Yeah, so I'll be social at all client events and yeah. go out on a Thursday with a team and I can yeah. still work on the Friday. And I'll be there. Remember like remember working in an office and you go out on a Thursday? Friday it's just like I don't think you can log in I can't remember my password it's just like why <laughs> I, am I here I actually think work in the city on a Friday is a myth completely it is a myth well you walk even in London now it's kind of got back to it yeah Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday especially in the city where it's just all insurance boys yeah it's like they're at the they're three pints in on a midday afternoon on a Thursday it's mental it's like I can't, op- I can't do that yeah it's absolutely mental because you have three and then you're like I am thirsty. I am Frank the Tank. I am thirsty. I've had three. I'll be home at three. <laughs> yeah. So maybe yeah, just stay off the big ones. Yeah. Until the wedding. Yeah, I've got a massive one planned on Saturday as well. And then that's next week off the cards. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, enough about enough about the sloppy rig. Right. So on to um, on to people. People. The people behind. The scenes so that I think this um, stuff possible. Yeah, we we've written down a few people across our adventures who we wanted to highlight. Yeah. Um, all for different reasons. So shall I kick off with, with number one? And Definitely. you know, just to give some context, I think every week we want to pick a specific topic, not necessarily about adventure, but just things that stood out in all these things that we've been lucky enough to do. And people has been a massive one. We've met some weird and wonderful individuals we've met some total assholes we've met some absolute legends yeah um but i think the first person that springs to mind for me is uh on our trip to morocco so when we yeah got some motorbikes we worked with triumph we passed our test within a week we then rode down from london to the sahara desert uh incredible adventure um amazing kind of scenery and whatnot but there's a couple of people that stand out here I'm going to kick off with the first one. Okay. Yep. Um, and it was when we were in Morocco and we pulled into this weird little town. 
um, and we booked a, a little like B and B hotel thing to stay for the night. And we arrived, pulled into this nice little courtyard. It was great, really nice. And the hotel owner came down. Um, what was his name? I can't remember. What was his name? I thought I remembered his name. I can't remember. We'll just call him Hotel Manager. Came down and he was like, ah, like, welcome, welcome. Welcome, Mr. James, Mr. James. I was like, this is fucking weird. Like, the guy completely ignoring me. And he just was obsessed with you. And he, like, gave me all of our bags to carry. And he's like, Mr. James, follow me. And you, little peasant porter boy. <laughs> he knew. He fucking he mugged knew. me right off. And you were just like, yeah, of course, of course. Followed him up the stairs. And I'm there, like, with all our bags and stuff. The guy was an absolute... Absolute hero. He was hilarious. So that, yeah, I, I remember the name of the place. It was a little village called Medelt. Yeah. It was like the last place before the Sahara, really. And um, lovely little B&B. And I think because I, you know, I'm genius status on Booking.com. Okay. Literally from that trip. That is, was the most ridiculous adventure of all time, yeah. by the way, in terms of Booking.com getting their absolute money's worth. Um, and I think just because my name was on the booking... He just treated me like the absolute Don. Couldn't do enough for me. I think got the double kiss on entry and exit yeah, yeah. of the hotel um, every, <laughs> every every arrival. Um, and I think, you know, it was a bit of a novelty for those, uh, for him at least, because there's two British guys have driven like these brand new motorbikes and just rocked up. You know, and there was no one else staying in the hotel. There's mm-hmm. no one else in this village, really. It's very middle of nowhere so he took it upon himself to uh roll out the orange carpet yeah um and we got tagine out of our mind it was everything was tagine tagine it's like do you want some lunch it's like yeah what is there it's like oh, it's tagine again <laughs> like, oh wonderful thank you <laughs> and then um the dessert was absolutely fantastic as well wasn't it he was really really pushing the dessert <laughs> yeah. on us we're like f- full of tagine you know lambed up and he's like you know, do you want a dessert? No, no, honestly, we're fine, we're fine. And he's, he keeps pushing me, going, all right, fine, we'll have a dessert. And he's, <laughs> he just screams at this other, this other lad who works in like, a hotel. bollocks him. And Baby Boy just runs out to his car, drives down the road, and clearly just buys a dessert from the local shop. <laughs> Absolute legend. So that was that was Medelt and hotel manager. But then also on that trip in Morocco... And again, around food, I think it was on the way back and we were driving through what was unbelievable scenery, wasn't it? Yeah. It was like this big oasis that was actually like a town in this valley and palm trees just surrounded by desert. And there was like a little lake. It was incredible. And we drove through it and we're like, right, we need to stop and get some food. And we came across this, I guess you, in America, it'd be like a diner just on the side of the road. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Pulled in and like the view from this place was just unreal. We're like, great, we'll get some food here. And uh, sat down and Mohammed, the owner of this place, came over and he was like, mate, mate, he didn't say mate. That's not what he said at all. <laughs> He's like, hi, guys. Like, what can I get you? We're like, you know, just whatever you suggest. And he brought out like a rice dish, mortagine, um, <laughs> loads of stuff, nice salad, like a couple of fruit juices, just like put it all out. And uh, then we went to pay. And this just shows what fucking idiots we are. Ignorant. It's just like, do you take Amex? And he's like, no. Like, okay, do you take any major credit card? It's like, no, we don't take card. It's cash only. And obviously, we just had nothing on us, no. not even thinking ahead. And um, he was like, do you know what? Don't worry about it. It's on me. And gave it to us for free. Mental. Like, 
and this place is in the, he hasn't got footfall it's not a pret a <laughs> he, he's not having 100 covers a day is he like it's few and far between you know amazing little restaurant he's the owner and he gave it to us for free and i've been trying to find that place yeah i don't know how hard you've been trying not that hard <laughs> i googled mohammed cafe and Morocco. Uh, yeah there was quite a few that popped up weirdly now i have tried to find yeah him. no you have yeah. um and uh to no avail at the moment we were just in total shock but we knew how ridiculous it was like at the time asshole. yeah we just you know we quite clearly we had bags uh, bikes loaded up with kit you know it wasn't like it was just so naive from us. Yeah. But the, it was the way that he didn't even he didn't even wait five seconds. It was like straight away. Don't worry about it. You know that's on us. You know, next time we come back, you know, fucking bring cash. We got a selfie. We got a selfie with him. We got a selfie with him to say thanks. Uh, <laughs> you're <laughs> so, welcome. Do you know what, Mohammed? You know, I know we're not paying anything, but you can you can have a photo with us. Well, so yeah. we will put on our own yeah. Instagram. So we signed that. He framed it. It's now hung on the wall. <laughs> The two cheap English lads that didn't pay for their uh, didn't what pay for a their legend lunch. though like it just shows that yeah we live in such a society full of just dicks like yeah. ourselves yeah there's people out there you know living on essentially very little but happy to give it away yeah. Yeah. I mean, it must have been. He knows. He pulled it out of the bin, hasn't he? Out of the back. Yeah, maybe he's done it. He's just over. served it and gone. No, honestly, lads, don't yeah, worry about yeah, it. Yeah, oh, yeah. How special? Here you go. <laughs> you morons. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was. I mean, we're still talking about it like four years later. Yeah, so it so did, did leave an impression on us. Single act of kindness. Uh, um, so not that he's seen any return from it, but um, I'm sure we've sent some footfall down his way. You just so. go there and uh, mention the Tempest to yeah. He'll knock a discount yeah, off for you. Fifty percent off. There you go. Like the wave. <laughs> like the wave. <laughs> Oh god! Uh, so yeah, that was Morocco. Absolute legends. I'm gonna, I'm gonna swing it back to the Atlantic, like I always do. Yeah. <laughs> like any good conversation. Yeah, like any good, <laughs> like any good convo. Get it back to the Atlantic. <laughs> um, so yeah, and when we arrived into Gran Canaria, we went to what was it called? Porto Magan. Yeah, uh, it was the port that we were leaving there, and we were in some little space. Got some tiny little budget space in between two boats. Um, and our next door neighbour there was a guy called Thierry. Uh, got it in the notes as Henri, but that was because that's what we called him as a joke. <laughs> I was about to uh, say <laughs> Henri, right? Uh, but his name was Thierry. He was an absolute legend, the most French bloke I have ever met in my life. Yeah, yeah, literally. Yeah, but, uh, bonjour, je m'appelle Henri. No, Thierry. Fuck, I said Henri again. Yeah, fuck's sake. Je m'appelle Thierry. I, yeah. I drink wine and I... Uh, literally smokes I 100 smoke a day. 400 cigarettes. Looks like a leather pout. I have sex with my wife. I've got Afghanistan. <laughs> it's nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. We make love four times a day. It's like, shit me, Thierry. You look you like got, a leather bag. I can see it rocking. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, a relationship with Thierry didn't get off to a, <coughs> to a screamer. Why is that? You, you bastard. You. You fucking sunk his boat. So we, we, were, we were brand new to ocean rowing. Um, for those that don't know, the first time we actually did a, did a proper row in the sea was actually in Gran Canaria. And then we were given the task to park the boat back into our little spot. Not that hard. Uh, well, it is with you on the oars. So, so oh, catty. So, um, <laughs> oh, you bitch. <laughs> so you oh, dissing my rowing. <laughs> so so uh, Tommy was rowing back towards the parking spot. What's it called? Berth. Berth. Park, you know. um, back towards the, park, the berth. And um, we've got Thierry's boat on, on our left and another boat on the right. So I'm there. I'm 
I'm at the front of the boat with the little boy, the uh, inflated tender fender, 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 fender um, to fend off, <laughs> ironically, uh, any boats or the dock as we get closer to it. Um, but you must have, you know, no. you were really putting the hammer down. So you've you've gone at it um, straight at Thierry's boat, and I've just put out a limp wrist to try and stop it. It's just folded. There's nowhere near enough. I've nearly fractured my wrist in the process, and the pointy end of our boat has uh, actually pierced Thierry's vessel. Um, and that was that. La- that was that man's life's work. Was that boat? But there was an actual hole in it. We're not talking about a scrape. There was a hole. You shouldn't be laughing. <laughs> it's it's like if you hit a golf ball at a plasterboard wall. It was just it like was. it was just a massive hole yeah, and dent. It was. It was. And it was like boom. And your face, you were like, oh no. <laughs> My and wrist Je- was throbbing. Jerry came out. He was having sex downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> he came up with a bottle of wine in his ass. Sor- Mental. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> 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 bottle of, bottle of Beaujolais. Oh, we've um, lost it. He came up and he's like, "Oh, hey boys, what was that?" He's like, "Um, nothing, Jerry. <laughs> nothing. I think it was a whale or a dolphin just hit your boat." Oh my god! Uh, you're not you're not <coughs> sailing anytime soon. Yeah, are it's you, like you're okay to sink when you go out. Oh my god! Um, so that's why we. Oh, actually, he, he was an absolute legend. I don't think he did find it. But I also don't think he actually sailed that boat ever. No, it was He a, seemed to just be parked a, it there. It was a houseboat, essentially. Um, but he actually was a, a, you know, a total legend. Um, he did all of the wiring in, in fitting the communication system to our boat. Yeah. We essentially would have been completely fucked without Thierry uh, and the German lad who was also living in his boat opposite. Um, turns out these people are very handy. Uh, when it comes to fixing stuff because they live on a boat so they actually wired and fitted all the electrics uh, on the boat and the communication system and we thanked Thierry by puncturing his boat yeah. and then buying him a Loaded bottle of wine and about 200 smokes and fags. yeah he loved it which he absolutely loved then so. on the the other side of our boat we had some two pretty unique neighbors didn't we so we had Thierry on there and then on the other side uh, was actually another ocean rowing boat but it was oh, yeah. it was this gargantuan orange almost like, well i think it was an old lifeboat wasn't yeah it? definitely and um the owner of this boat was a 70 year old british bloke called graham yeah and graham was planning to row the atlantic on his own he'd done it four times before yeah mental. something crazy and uh just this bloke like he was a he used to be a roofer and he would basically save up all his money for half the year and then just piss off and, and row oceans and do these yeah. weird crazy adventures had a had a wife who just they clearly just hate each other and he's just like, I'm going off for six months to do this, <laughs> and uh, but so we were like intrigued and obviously asking him loads of questions because he'd done it before and was this wealth of knowledge, but he showed us around this boat. This thing was stuck together with glue and it was a bag of shit yeah. wasn't it it was called the puffin yeah oh yeah it's called the puffin great memory people yeah. had died on it uh <laughs> i think yeah i think graham thought yeah, he was graham, gonna yeah and we got onto this boat and he's like right so here's where i sleep and it almost had like a little cabin didn't there's it there's fucking six inches of water in it yeah. when we first and it got it was in. flooded yeah and we're like graham there's there's loads of water in the boat and he's like oh bloody <laughs> oh bloody hell He's like, there's a hole again. And it's like, again? He was mental. And he had to bail, didn't he? I think Graham actually played a massive part in us being able to do it. The confidence that Graham gave me, because we saw him rowing out of the harbour, and, and we were 
budget at rowing, but yeah. we saw him and like the boat and like you know he'd obviously done it three or four times before and the the thing was barely staying upright in no wind and no waves so god knows what his plan was going to be when he got out there but seeing him struggle in the nicest possible way and still be confident that he could get across it was kind of like the canary down the mine it was like well if graham's going <laughs> i cana- think we'll be all right the canary on the canaries <laughs> yeah yeah exactly but the, blo- um, the bloke was old yeah, yeah, like really old. Yeah, he he was like the opposite of us in the sense that we were young, <laughs> young strapping. But but like we had no idea about the sea or like the environment or anything like that. And you know, not like we were rigs that could row, but like we were fit. We were fit. We could row between us, like keep the boat rowing the whole time. He was old, frail, um, but he clearly knew, knew the sea yeah. and the wind, and that was like his thing. And you know the fact that. He's done it. He's now done it six times. So he's done it twice since we we've met him. Not madness. in the puffin. Madness. But yeah, absolutely insane. So that's like Graham's the adventure mindset at now seventy six years old or something like that. Isn't that ridiculous? Yeah. Like, his grandparents must be like, really, Granddad? Again? His, gra- his grandparents. <laughs> oh, sorry, I yeah. imagine they may have passed. <laughs> R.I.P. Oh, I don't know if they're anything like Graham. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, but yeah, sorry, his grand children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like. Just the, just to live your life like that, which is like, yeah, of course. And, and I remember saying, like, how long does it take you? Like, oh, could it be like 80, 90 days? It's like, whoa. Yeah. That is He's a... like, the longer the better for me. Yeah, literally. <laughs> he just loves it, doesn't he? Yeah. He was actually, I remember, he was a total legend because we, we bought him dinner uh, in the restaurant because he just gave us, he was just telling us stories, but it was so useful, like the information, mm. you know, what happened. We just obviously had all the questions. Um and he, yeah, he was an absolute legend. And his wife was there at the time, like who'd come out to basically see him off, <laughs> trying to get him to sign uh, the will. Yeah, again, <laughs> yeah, exactly. he's definitely gone this time. <laughs> yeah, he must be. Look at the boat. Um, but yeah, he ended up going. He actually got rescued on. He still attempted it, which is amazing in itself in that boat. That's and he insane. got about sixty miles off uh, off Grand Canaria, and got he got rescued. rescued by a helicopter. No, so it was it was that close that the helicopter would still go out and get him. So yeah, amazing. <laughs> What a legend. Legend of a bloke. Absolute legend. Who, um, who else we got? Well, I think the, the next one is more a generalisation of a group of people, but then maybe a specific someone or a couple of people, but the weird and wonderful cult of rock climbing. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Weird, isn't it? Amazing. Super weird. Smelly. Smelly. Like, what an interest. Like, surfing, I guess it is a similar kind of... The surfers are very kind of it's very like in chat, isn't it? And you're either yeah. in, you're out, and like the local spots and the weird little language and lingo. But that's kind of almost become popular culture and like brands of tagging yeah, yeah, and stuff. Whereas climbing is almost like a nerdy version of surfing. Yeah, in my eyes, you know. Yeah. And when when you're in it, you're like we obviously got introduced in climbing gyms, which is a very you know very small part of it, but still you know everyone kind of talks the same and it's a bit weird and. You know, a lot of climbers are just nerdy, nerdy people. Yeah, it's quite yeah. a nerdy sport, I think. It's very yeah. technical. There's a lot of very, and this is a massive generalisation, but like very intelligent people yeah. that, that climb to a high level. It's true. And I think it, it's kind of that like problem solving, like mindset, isn't it? The And like the engineering side of it, of like hauling something out there. It was really, yeah, there's a lot of smart people that climb. But I completely agree. It's that... It's that lifestyle, and it is a complete lifestyle. You know, we were in the valley in Yosemite, 
and the people that were climbing at the weekends, we got chatting to them, you know, they would drive up every Friday night yeah. after work from LA, which is like six and a half hours, camp in there or sleep in their car, a load of them just got normal cars, sleep in the car, climb all day Saturday and Sunday and drive back to work and do that every weekend. And it and it was like you know, some people are like owner of media companies. Like it was mental, absolutely mental. But there's definitely a, a yeah, like a, a climbing thing, and the pride that they have in, you know, small. Like uh, one thing that stands out to me, and I don't know if, if you you clock it as well. I mean, it's hard not to. But their no matter what they do, uh, their like keenness or or want to save money at every possible mm. thing. It's it's all about. As, as little as possible living as frugal, living, frugal as possible yeah. even if you've turned up in a tesla you know your your lunch will be like a, a peanut butter sachet mm. or something mental like that so true we were like the complete opposite yeah. of that yeah yeah totally it's just in starbucks like <laughs> eight eight buck frappuccinos every morning yeah, which is why we bonked on the yeah. wall massively and they're oh, all whoa, fine whoa. not like let's have some clarity around <laughs> no. Running no, out of energy. Running yeah, out of energy. low blood sugar. <laughs> but like, even like you know, our good friend Alex, um, you know that that guy's worth millions of pounds. Yeah, true. Millions. Here's a fun fact. <laughs> Here's a fun fact. Guess how much old Honold charges for a keynote now? You know the answer. This is yeah. a rhetorical question. Over a hundred thousand bucks. Yeah. And he's got them queuing up. Yeah. He could just generate cash whenever he wants. But what's the fee for doing a masterclass? Hundred thousand bucks. Hundred thousand grand up front on the table. Yeah. So, yeah, and he, you know, basically still lives in a van. Yeah, like super frugal. And it's just that whole mentality. But we had to get away from it, didn't we? It became, yeah. it's, uh, certainly for myself, it became just unbearable at points, the the amount of chat about climbing. Yeah, yeah. And, like, we were obviously with Eric, who is kind of our mentor and guide out there. And just the the level of stoke yeah those people have for clients it's all they want to do yeah, yeah whereas we because we were so new and just fucking scared really and you know it's not like a deep passion of ours yeah we'd be like oh fuck i really can't be asked to climb tomorrow yeah whereas they're just like we i want to climb from morning until night like as much as i can like yeah, bring yeah. it on so interesting it must be amazing to have like a passion like that yeah that it's, kind it's of very, unites everything you do and yeah exactly it's very very simple isn't it, it really mm. like go there you, you turn up you climb and that when you just love it that much it, it's quite simple just keep doing it over and over again mm. like for them it was like why would i not just keep doing this which remember we got a um we got one of our pieces of gear so uh, a cam um which is a bit bit of protection that you place in the wall we were doing some training routes and we got one of them stuck in the wall. And these yeah. were brand new, top-of-the-line black diamond cams. You know, they're really expensive, a couple yeah. hundred bucks each. But, you know, we were disassociated with the cost of it because we got it all free, obviously, luckily, because they sponsored us. And we couldn't get it out because we were like, we're fucking trying for ages. And it's like, yeah. oh, we'll just leave it. And there was a group of climbers at the bottom. They're like, hey, man, like, what are you doing with your number four? So our oh, mate is stuck. Like, we're just going to leave it there. Like, holy shit. Like, we're like, if you can get it for us, we'll give you a you know, a case of beer or something. They were like, "Yeah, man." Yeah. We left. We got bored watching them, but like, yeah. they someone would have got that out, and they would have spent days trying to yeah, do yeah. it. I mean, it was fully stuck. Yeah. But it was. they, yeah, they, they, yeah, exactly take it among themselves to, uh, <laughs> to really make it happen. But, but it, they're, yeah, they're, they're, they were all sound, but it was all encompassing, wasn't mm. it? It was like, well, yeah, like you said, I am a climber, and then whatever else around it, it's like that's that's their identity. But it was. Uh, 
that's pretty epic. But I think it is like a, a really, it is a really unique sport in the sense that the people that are good at it are remarkable athletes. Yeah, it's like a, like a complete leveler in terms of doesn't matter how strong you are or fast you are or fit you are. Yeah, like there will be a seven year old girl next to you who will dominate you yeah. on a on a on a climb yeah. just with like basically technique and finger strength and all that kind of stuff yeah but like it's amazing that they're all introverts yeah there are no show-offs very few anyway no no for sure i think it's impossible to yeah. it's very humbling i think the, the climbing's good as well because it's so social isn't it mm. like whoever you can't you there's a lot of a hell of a lot of faff yeah faff downtime walking to the crag or whatever it's a very social thing you know when we were going to the peaks it was 90% faff to mm. 10% climbing. That's why climbing just isn't, could never be my passion. No, you've got to love it, haven't you? There to, is to, to so much faff Especially involved. in the UK. Yeah. yeah. Even skiing is on the point of too much faff for me. <laughs> Carrying shit and going up lifts. It's like, oh man, I haven't got the patience. But climbing is another level of faff. Yeah, it really is. Especially when you're new to it. Yeah. Shit at it. Scared. But like, what, what was your main, your main like, takeaway after meeting honold like as a person what you obviously saw in free solo like what did you think of him as a, a person oh that's a good question um he was actually way more normal than i thought mm. than i thought like what what like those films and stuff depict but it was i think it's it's kind of similar when you meet anyone who's like at the very top of what they do it was super humble like nice guy but clearly had almost lost touch of like what reality was in what he was doing he had to have had to have done like in order to fucking free solo l cap but even the way he was talking about us going up it you know there was a bit of a disconnect between what he's actually doing but i guess that comes from everything he's done but it was uh i mean I don't know what the word is, but it gave, it gave me confidence, like chatting to him. Mm. It's fucking pumping his. It's very like he had a very simplistic view of it. Didn't yeah, he? yeah, yeah. Exactly. He, yeah, and it was like good, a good perspective to get was his. Mm. Very good at seeing it. He seems he's very like stoic, isn't he? Yeah. Everything is, and that's pretty, you know, probably why he's not like flashy or any of that stuff. He's a very simple existence and enjoys very simple things. But he was super sound. Uh, what about yours? Yeah, I think it's very similar. He's very, very funny. Yeah. Very, like, dry dry and matter-of-fact. Yeah. And he's definitely, definitely wired differently to yeah. most people just in how he thinks about shit. And yeah. I think you have to be to be able to rationalise fear in the way he does and all that kind of stuff. But I was watching a Red Bull, uh, there's like a Red Bull series that's come out where they were trying to shoot this VR experience in the Dolomites, I think it was. And... Uh, he was free soloing these walls. Like he got off a, you know, ten-hour flight, literally drove to the wall and was was free soloing these massive routes within right. like a couple of hours. Yeah, and like the camera guys were just like, like you watch the films and stuff, and it's just like, but this guy is just an absolute different breed yeah, to insane, any other climber in the world. Like just, yeah. just has no and just like I was, like I was watching him. They're walking up to the basis thing, and he's like joking around. And, Everyone else is nervous. The camera people are nervous. He's just like on his phone, just doesn't give a shit. Yeah, mental. And I was like, that, how weird that must be to be able to operate like that. Like the, the nerves we used to get on a pretty fucking basic route, we'd be shitting ourselves. Yeah, the guy's a beast, isn't he? And he just doesn't care. Wait, no, that's the wrong word. 
he just ha- is not affected by pressure or no. fear or anything like that. He just just loves it. Yeah, legend. It's unbelievable. I'm gonna I'm gonna switch it now on the theme of people that love what they do that is slightly unique and a bit different. Yeah. I'm gonna bring it back to yesterday. Oh. Where we went to a we're very lucky to be invited to the launch of an uh, the new Allbirds trail shoe. Where they actually took us on a uh, like a wild foraging tour and then a, a lunch and it was kind of all about the launch of this new shoe that's made of like sugar, wool and tree. Uh all like amazing obviously all birds do awesome stuff um and we got taken on this foraging tour by this lady called izzy who i mean i didn't really know what foraging was or like i had an idea of it and she was just into it so incredibly into it that it was weirdly contagious yeah of like she didn't couldn't give a fuck what people thought about (laughs) her or her foraging (laughs) <laughs> and the way she was talking about birch trees blowing in the wind and picking up a little garlic leaf and smelling it and the elderberries, it was just like, this is amazing. I love like I love seeing those types of people that you know, when when you're a kid, like one hundred percent she would have got a load of shit when she was a kid. Oh, definitely. Like just because she is so different. Kids are mean, everyone's mean at that age, you pick on people. Yeah. But it, it hasn't been bullied out of her. No, she doesn't care. I love it. And like she's just walking around this forest and she was just like she'd just stop and be like, Oh, is anyone else getting that? Yeah. And it's like, Oh fuck, what have I, what have we stood on? What have I eaten? <laughs> she's she like, my fart. She has, <laughs> she, <laughs> and she's like, you know, like, oh my god, like I think spring is here. Yeah. I just, I just want to just hit me. And she's like, I just want to shout and scream with happiness. And it's like mental. Yeah, it was insane. She's just, just so happy. Fully embraced her uniqueness, yeah. which was like, you don't see it very often. There's a lot of like people that are into something, but they'll, you know, they'll play it down or something. And she was like, fuck that. This is what I'm all about. Yeah. And if you're not into it, you're a moron. But it was, that was the thing. It was just like, I think because she was so into it and clearly just loved it, literally loved what she did. Yeah. Just couldn't stop smiling watching it. I mean, what yeah. she was chatting about was fucking didn't understand a word of it. <laughs> but, you know, and we're eating grass. It's like, she's like, what does that taste like? It's like, that does taste like grass. <laughs> I, won't, I won't lie to you. Um, but, yeah, amazing. And then, you know, we picked all this stuff and then we had this amazing meal. It was all vegetarian stuff and... Um, you had a bit of a bad reaction to it, didn't you? The last twenty-four Jeez, hours. I'm actually gonna, I'm actually gonna jump onto that. Just to, I won't disclose too much information. The fart joke. But oh my god, I've never had arse joke before for a start. What? Um, Jerusalem arse joke. I don't know. Yeah, not yeah. like, not that like I remember. Um, and it, I don't really know where to start. But let, let's, for a start, let's call it my fail of the week. Probably fail of the last two weeks. And the flatulence on the lad. I don't. I think that, I think that's the right word. Yeah, correct. Yeah, but I honestly, if some sort of reaction going on, and it was yeah, the the dishes were some Swede, com say com comfy whatever to, to begin with. Then it was this literally artichoke nine different ways in yeah. the same dish with a couple of garlic leaves, and then it was this rice pudding, and oh my god, oh my god, it was. Um, it was impressive. I should have started tracking it. Did Volume you, plus noise plus number of occurrences. Uh, did you wake yourself up last night? Yes. That's incredible. Three times I woke myself up 
with a fart. And I do apologise. That must be scary. <laughs> but it was... What was that? Who's breaking it? <laughs> well, I knew where it was coming from. It was like... Yeah. It was just a... What's actually just happened there? Yeah, literally. Do I need to... What on earth? And... Sleep on a towel. Yeah, I should have <laughs> taken myself downstairs, really. Um, but I've never experienced anything, so I'm going to have to avoid it, because it, it felt like an allergic reaction. Mm-hmm. Whether it is or not, um, so I, you know, I could happily talk about that for a long time. I might seek some advice. Yeah. Um, but that's my fail. What's your fail of the week? I've got lazy. You've got a broken rib. I was super ill. I'm fucking all over the shop. <laughs> Shit rig. <laughs> uh, proposal didn't go down well with the grandparent. There's a multitude of them. I've I've basically been failing for three weeks. <laughs> um, failing forward. Always forward. Good. And forward. There you go. Good yeah. stuff. Awesome. Yeah, well, good episode. Sorry it took two weeks. Yeah, sorry, um, guys. We will, we will be back next week Yeah, um, with more fun stories. We've got a virtual keynote in half an hour's time. Yeah. So we'll be wrapping this up now. Um, and, yeah, if you made it this far, congratulations. Thank you very much. For joining us. And uh, we'll speak to you soon.